Welcome to the Travel Pulse Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Bowman, the executive editor of TravelPulse.com. Today's Monday, November 20th, a special Monday episode of the podcast here as it is a holiday week. I hope you guys have some wonderful Thanksgiving travels or Thanksgiving meals or celebrations, gatherings, what have you planned for this upcoming week. Love to hear from you as well. Podcast at TravelPulse.com is the email and you can also leave a message call to our hotline. That's 201-381-3017 is the Travel Pulse podcast number. And now joining me on the show is Belvin Baldwin, owner of Showtime Travel. Welcome to the show, man. Tell our listeners a little bit about yourself. Well, it's great to be here. It's Belvin Baldwin, uh, the second with Showtime Travel owner. Uh, what I do is uh, we we design luxury vacations for busy professionals, so all they have to do is show up and enjoy. Uh, so it's, I'm happy to be here, happy to be on the show. I've been a longtime listener, and let's... Let's get ready to roll. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, and if anyone would like to be on the show in the future that is listening now, podcast at travelpulse.com is the email. Reach out to me. Let's get in touch. Um, Belvin actually doesn't live too far from me outside here in, in Georgia. We, we should, probably should have done this in person. So next time we're going to do this in person, <laughs> figure out a spot how to do this in person. But uh, right, right. yeah, uh, we're going to be talking about the 2023 holiday travel outlook on today's show. But first, as we do for every episode, in case this is the first time you're listening to the podcast here. Let's dive into what's been trending in the world of travel in the last week, and we begin with the U.S. Department of State issuing an updated worldwide caution uh, for travelers on November 17th, saying, quote, due to increased tensions in various locations around the world, the potential for terrorist attacks, demonstrations, or violent actions against U.S. citizens and interests, the Department of State advises U.S. citizens overseas to exercise increased caution. So there's mixed emotions about travel in a post-pandemic world here as travelers' attitudes are changing. You know, you've got things like that with uh, travel advisories too. And now the latest Global Rescue Travel Sentiment and Safety Survey found that opinions are varying regarding technology designed to improve airport check-ins, security processing, and also obtaining COVID-19 booster vaccinations and all that. So Belvin, how do you feel about travelers' attitudes and how they've changed over the year? And have any clients mentioned any concerns to you about traveling now, given you know the wars this year and worldwide cautions being issued? Yeah, we, I've heard some concerns. In fact, I have a couple of travelers in Egypt right now, and we have some traveling to Egypt. So they've had concerns. I think the main thing is the world is still resilient. They're, they're ready to they're ready to travel despite uh, you know despite of things going on around the world. But I always suggest people to sign up for the STEP program uh, if they haven't done so. Um, that is basically a, it connects you with the U.S. Embassy, especially if you're a U.S. citizen. So uh, I would definitely suggest that you do that and you uh, sign up for travel insurance as well, you know, just in case of an emergency to to have those tools in your back pocket. But overall, just be cautious of your surroundings and enjoy your vacation. Absolutely. Yes. And so that step program for anyone not familiar with it, it's the Smart Traveler Enrollment Program. And you receive information and alerts to make it easier to locate you in emergency overseas um, situations. And yeah, definitely travel insurance is, is so key. You got to have that in, in any sort of, uh, any, any trip really. But I mean, especially if you're going to go overseas, if you're going to do something that is close to any of these areas, uh, you know, under fire, so to speak. But right. definitely. And then, you know, for my consumer listeners out there, work with a travel advisor. Uh, Belvin's going to take care of you, you know, <laughs> your local exactly. travel advisor. They're going to help you out and guide you in, in things like this too. So jumping over to air travel news, we've got a report from an independent panel of aviation experts found that dysfunction in Congress is making flying riskier. 
They say that inaction by Congress, including the scrambling by the government to avoid shutdowns, as well as an underfunded FAA, uh, are the root causes of a growing number of issues. The report reads, quote, This stop-and-start process in Congress has resulted in the disruption of critical activities, notably including the hiring and training of air traffic controllers. It's also slowed down the implementation of key technology modernization programs, delayed thousands of flights, and held up billions of dollars of airport infrastructure investments. At current funding levels, the FAA has insufficient resources to carry out its portfolio of responsibilities. Belvin, your thoughts here. My thoughts are this. Congress, get yourself together. I mean, we we, we cannot. I mean, when it comes to safety, it shouldn't go down uh, political lines. It's just the safety of all U.S. citizens. But we still have the gun control problems. But I digress. Uh, we, you know, I just want us to be safe. The great thing is, um, I, I, what I heard in that, what I read in that article is, it's a lot of potential for jobs for people who want to be air traffic controllers. So um, if we can work and get our political system together to hopefully get more people involved into the that program, um, it may be a good, good job growth. Because Eric, I've been hearing that flying cars are coming here soon. So if we're gonna have flying cars, I think we're gonna need more than just an air traffic controller at the airport. We may need them all around. Right, yeah, the Jetsons. They're predicted, you know, <laughs> we're getting here, the flying car stuff. Uh, man, I don't know about those flying car things. It'll be, it'll be a while before that gets, like, fully market-wise. But, I mean, they're not too far around the corner. Yeah, people have discussed them. So, yeah, the air yeah. traffic controls, that's not an easy job, air traffic controllers. So, I shout out to anyone listening who is one. If you know one, give them a hug. They need it <laughs> because times are hard and it's about to be not so great for them, probably, uh, stress-wise. You know, coming up with the holidays is more and more uh, flights are out and about and all that, and they are understaffed and stuff. So, the, yeah, Congress needs to get it together. You know, the near misses on runways and skies, like, that's can't happen. Like, it, there's been a little bit too much of talk about that this year of near misses. So, got to get that under control. Yeah. And, yeah, safety should be the priority and not party lines and any sort of, you know, back and forth on things. Like, just get it done. You know, get them their funding. That's safety. Again, harp that as much exactly. as you can. Yeah. Jumping over to cruise news, there's a fan-led Taylor Swift cruise causing some commotion, if you will. So <laughs> this is from Marvelous Mouse Travel Agency. Their travel advisors told our sister publication over at Travel Age West that the cruise is not affiliated with Taylor Swift or her publishing label. So, you know, not affiliated with the singer. It's not sanctioned by her handlers, her people. Uh, she won't even be on board but still, the demand is there, as it's already having a waitlist to join. It's a four-night cruise wow. expected to set sail on October 21st, 2024, aboard Royal Caribbean's Allure of the Seas, departing out of Miami. And yeah, there, it's an interesting take on this. So, Belvin, themed cruises, you know, even without the celebrity performer, what are your thoughts here? My thoughts are, how are they pulling this off? Because when you think of it, I'm surprised they haven't received a cease and desist letter. I mean, you're using Taylor Swift's name and image and likeness, but if they can get away with it, it is great for them. I think it's great for the uh, for the cruise industry. Um, I come from uh, the culture that, you know, thing cruises have always been big. My, my culture kind of has the uh, Tom Joyner cruise, which is a, you know, major big cruise that raises funding for HBCUs. And they have entertainer, entertainers, entertainers, uh, all on board to sing and, and things of that nature. But the theme cruise is just always a, a big winner, especially if you get the right 
kind of uh, people to represent you. But I am just happy that these people can go so far without even having the true Taylor Swift there. Right. Yeah, that is a little bit interesting. And you see, curious to see how that plays out with the whole legality issues of it all <laughs> and, and everything, especially with Royal Caribbean side um, on that. But, you know, yeah, kudos to them if they can pull this off and, and make it happen because it should be, you know, a nice little bank for them capitalizing on the whole uh, the Swifty mania, if you will. Um yeah, maybe certainly... she's too busy, uh, you know, with Kelsey at the uh, with the oh. K- with Kansas City Chiefs. She's not even looking at it. She does, you know. Well, yeah, this cruise would be in the middle of football season next year, October. Right. Yeah, they're yeah. still together. I don't know. But, uh, I mean, it's been a billion dollar tour for her, though. Her era's tour, uh, as Beyonce's tour, has also been billion dollars worth. So, where's the Beyonce cruise? We need we need that, right? right? Yeah. So, I mean, I, well, I heard Beyonce is looking at residency in Vegas. Oh, so that would be that, big for Vegas. That would definitely yeah. be huge. On that. <laughs> Honestly, though, I'm surprised that there hasn't been a cruise line that really hasn't tried to cash in on booking Taylor Swift or Beyonce on board a ship. I mean, it's been a billion dollar tours on that. I mean, just imagine for a second that a cruise line had Taylor Swift on board for a show. You could easily triple, quadruple fares, and people are still going to pay that. That's the, oh, yeah. the mania of it's, the fandom. Like, I don't, it's mind boggling. People would pay the same thing for Beyonce as well. Of course, of course. I think the biggest thing is the security. Yeah. <laughs> you you have to pay. Yeah. I mean, they know, you know, they know she's on board somewhere. So, you yeah. know, and you're at sea, so you, you your security has to be top-notch. Right. That's probably also why they haven't ever, anyone that <laughs> level of stardom has not done a cruise because you're trapped with your fans on a boat. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if they really want to do that, but, uh, you know, I mean, there's some, you know, different rock cruises out there. There's EDM cruises, uh, electronic dance music ones. Um, I know that they, years ago, this is pre-COVID, I should look into this, I guess, because uh, it got clicks for us anytime we wrote about a nude cruise. I think Carnival oh, yeah, used yeah. to do that. Yeah, uh-huh. nude cruises. So there's all sorts of different themed cruises out there, uh, wrestling cruises too, and yeah, they're, they're popular. But yeah, a star of that level, I don't know that you could make it work. I mean, for the right, right. right, right amount of money. Of inter- but I don't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think some of those entertainers, they're usually beyond their popular years that they're on there. So they don't mind it if, you know, it's, it's bringing back the That's past. But, you know, somebody in the peak of their stardom, I, I don't okay. know if they can pull it off. Like yeah, that. so we might not get Taylor Swift actually on a cruise until like 2040 or something like yeah, that. That's what yeah. you mean. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, make a cut there. So although also in cruise news, uh, Carnival Cruise Line banned a passenger for life. Why? Because she brought CBD gummies in her luggage, and it was confiscated and found by security, and they pulled her off. Uh, she was also a regular cruiser on Carnival and said she will not be doing any more Carnival cruise sailings. Uh, so, Belvin, fair or foul? You know, your thoughts here on the For Life ban. Oh, my gosh. That was a hard one because it's probably it, – well, it's it's illegal, I guess, on the cruise line. Yeah, and, it's against uh, their policy. Yeah, it's against their policy. So, they have the right to do so. Uh, you, 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 But – they're so prevalent now. It's it's crazy. I mean, you, you go to New York, you go to uh, L.A., you go to Vegas. They're all they're all there. So uh, we're even here in the state of Georgia. They're start not the gummies part, but I think they're bringing it up for medicinal oh, uh, yeah. medical reasons. Uh, CBD you can get you can get in Georgia. Yeah, I see the signs everywhere. I mean, you can get it's not the stuff that makes you like super high or whatever, like right, the THC right. of of marijuana and marijuana tourism is massively popular Massive. it's understandable that a cruise line has that in their policy and that's well within carnival's right as you said you know the for life ban seems a little yeah, extreme so i'm wondering like, like what happened ooh. beyond you know it's like kicking her off like what happened after that i don't really know but the whole 
lifetime ban. Uh, she was notified via letter in the cruise line, so it did not specify whether the ban includes other cruise lines in the Carnival Corp family, you know, but I just thought well, they, before they, life they, was they a better get extreme. ready because I'm going to tell you like this, it's, it's more people on that cruise line that have those gummies that they have not caught. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Hundred percent. I mean, they, most of the cru- the cruise lines too. They they last time I was on Carnival, they made an announcement too. The marijuana is not allowed on board, like over the the PA system over the whole right. cruise, and they've had issues. I mean, yeah, you don't want someone sparking up a joint on uh, a balcony yeah. or something like that. But the CBD, then this that's where I was like, and for life, it just felt a little extreme on the for yeah. life uh, on that side of things. But again, it's against their policy. Someone was breaking the rules, so they are going to be punished, and the cruise line's going to punish them on that. Whether or not they change policies. In the coming years, is going to be. I don't think they will, as far as like actual, you know, the strong stuff or you know, smoking a joint on. Right, a, right. You're not going to be able to smoke a joint on on a cruise ship unless unless it's a, going to those themed cruises, you know, themed right. marijuana. Right. <laughs> sure they have uh, them on those themed cruises. Yeah. Yeah. If you did that, you know, you'd, you those would sell out pretty darn fast. Cruise lines. I'm I'm confident of that. But yeah, uh, this policy is not going to work. But the CBD side of things or the medicinal side of things, you know, the, where's the line? On that, that's, you know, for big people to uh, make some big decisions about, I guess, in the future. But they may take strong stance continuously with that. Uh, again, true, because you do visit other countries that things are not legal. So the cruise line doesn't want to be held liable in that regards of, oh, the cruise line said I could do it. And so probably won't right. happen. And, and, and also you have you have children around here. Yeah. And if one of those gummies, we've had situations here, if you know, on the news where the yeah. gummy not in, in a child's hand who thought it was candy. So I can see why Carnival is, you know, uh, it's a lot of legal risk uh, out there. And uh, yeah, it, it, you just got to if If you have those gummies, you just got to wait till you get home. Right. Yeah. Just wait. Don't risk yeah. it on uh, breaking the cruise lines policy and then getting banned for life. So certainly you're trying right. to make an example out of this lady and multiple stories ran about that. So well, yeah. That wraps up what has been trending in travel, uh, a little bit of it at least, a lot going on in the world of travel. So you can check out TravelPulse.com and subscribe to our daily newsletter for all your travel news needs there. So any additional thoughts about what we discussed or didn't get to this week, drop me an email, podcast at TravelPulse.com. Now we're going to jump over to our theme of the week around the 2023 holiday travel outlook. And we jump right to it, Belvin. How do you see the holiday travel season shaping up? How busy do you think it's going to be? Any big trends are going to be a takeaway from this? Well, holiday holiday travel is going to be busy again. I I don't see a major difference from last year. I just want people to understand that you're going to have to come in early uh, for for if you're coming in at t- two hours for before your flight, uh, you may be already late. Uh, you, you know because you don't know who's going to show up for TSA. Uh, you know I hear well I have TSA pre-check. I have clear. You don't know who's going to show up. So I suggest people to just come in early. I'm at the Atlanta, the world's busiest airport. You better believe you better come in early and be ready and pack your patience. Yeah, pack your patience is key, even with even if you're on pre-check, because those lines seem to get long, especially at our airport, Atlanta. That pre-check yeah. line seems like it's getting longer all the time, at least on the domestic side. If you, you know, if you know the secret of going to international and everything, then. Right, right. Well, don't give away yeah, that secret. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, weather could be a big impact too for for some. Hopefully, there's no bad technology issues again. Southwest, looking right. at you, got that wrapped up. Let's hope not. But yeah, AAA is projecting 55.4 million travelers will head 50 miles or more from their home over the Thanksgiving holiday. So it's going to be a busy one. 
we'll, we'll see what happens on the TSA numbers wise. But if you look to last year's uh, TSA numbers, the busiest day was uh, the day before, the Wednesday before Thanksgiving. They had 2.4 million travelers go through that, and it was easy for me to remember that because the day before Thanksgiving last year, my son was born. So we got a we got a oh. birthday coming up. Uh, I got a one year old coming up, man. Yeah, it's gonna be it's wild oh. to think about, but. Yeah, so that that day and then the the Sunday after Thanksgiving was uh, 2.5. So it's like always a busy, uh, we know, right before Thanksgiving and then the the Sunday after. Those are going to be your busiest days. Uh, so definitely pack your patience on that days, arrive early. And then we know that around Christmas too, it's also going to be really big too for, for the holiday season. Even what are you thinking for, I mean, December wise, it's it will definitely be peak, you know, Christmas week and the chaos of that. But I still think December will be a strong month travel wise overall. Oh yes, it's definitely going to be a strong month. I would suggest that people also, if you're if you're flying, if you're flying, make sure you download the app of your airline because yes. if there's a flight change, they will notify you on the app before customer service even tells you. So it's been many a times where I know where the new gate is before they even announce it on, uh, over the speaker at the airport. So download it, and if it, and if it does change. They will notify you on there and you can actually do a kind of a, a chat via the yeah. app if you want to change your flight again. So make sure you download that app. It saves you so much time. It's kind of mind boggling. We're in 2023, almost 2024, that some people go to the airport and don't have like the Delta app, the you know, United <laughs> app. They're like, I'm like, what? I don't get it. But, some, you know, that's they probably didn't have a travel advisor. You know, they're exactly, traveling. No. They're not traveling smarter, everything. So you mentioned, you know, driving, flying and everything. Uh, Enterprise did a study. They had they said that they've got 61% of trips this uh, winter season, holiday season, are planned to take place in an owned or rented vehicle compared to 31% via airplane. You know, it's an enterprise study. might be a little more skewed to the roadside of things on the people they reached out to and everything. But would you rather drive or you fly over the holiday travels? What's your what's your take? Well, I've done both, but I'm still flying. You just have to, uh, uh, you know, I'm originally from Ohio, so I I, I used to drive from, uh, I still do from time to time, I drive from uh, Atlanta to to uh, Dayton, Ohio, which is about an eight-hour drive. But when I used to drive through those smoky mountains during the mm-hmm. wintertime, I mean, I'm rolling the dice, baby, because uh, you have to have good tread on those tires going yeah. here if it's snowing. And, uh, it, you know, one time I even parked my car in my in my uh, parents neighborhood and, and it was the snow was so high that I just had to leave it there and let, you know, let let it melt before I was able to move it into our driveway. But that mm, I'll, I'll I'll fly anytime. I just know how to pack my patience. I know how to get through the airport. I'm OK with it. Yeah, it certainly depends on where your holiday travels are going to be taking you. But. Yeah, I would much rather fly on things, but I, I do love a good road trip, so I'm a sucker for those. I'm not going anywhere in too far this Thanksgiving or uh, Christmas season, like in years past before. But you know, flying definitely makes it a lot easier. And if you take a look at some of the worst airports for holiday travel, there was a new uh, survey that came out on things, and the worst at delays is uh, San Juan, Puerto Rico, and Las Vegas. The fewest uh, delays that were reported was Minneapolis, St. Paul, and Seattle. So the worst at cancellations were Newark, LaGuardia, and JFK was the top three. And the fewest mm-hmm. on cancellations, so the best when it comes to cancellations-wise, is Phoenix and Maui. So any surprises or uh, non-surprises jump out to you on that list? No no surprises there, but you know I've always heard Newark is always on the top of the list for cancellations and everything. I don't know what's going on you know, for that for that particular air, airport, but... Uh, they need to, you know, work on something because they're always on the top of the list. And that's a United hub. So I think United need to 
he probably needs to step in and help out there. Yeah, Newark gets uh, a lot of heat. It seems like it's just not a lot of love going there for for whatever reason. People love to say that that's one of the worst airports in the U.S. And yeah, I mean, if, yeah, if you're struggling with cancellations and on times and everything, you're you're gonna get a lot of flack for that. And and then also how you know comfort is it when you're there. So hopefully they can right the ship in in time. But um, LaGuardia's you know changes have been really nice. So I'm a little surprised that they were on that but i mean you know weather plays a role in a lot of things too so the northeast took a lot of hits on things but yeah, yeah generally speaking those uh can be rough so yeah definitely can and uh, you know i think you even said jfk there so they're all you know jfk jfk is kind of the hub for the international flight so i can understand that a lot of logistics going on there <laughs> yeah speaking of uh destinations we're talking new york obviously that's gonna be a popular one um for the holiday season but what about your clients and what have you been seeing out there as far as trending destinations u.s and internationally for the holiday season the holiday season i've seen um the, the my clients are will be hitting tanzania ghana this year uh dubai for the international um for the for the domestic it was it's still Times Square, New York is still popular, and uh, Vegas, uh, bringing in Vegas uh, okay. on the on the West Coast, uh, especially for the holiday. I mean, for the New Year's, is always famous and always popular. Rather, yeah, that's one of the top spots in the country for sure for some New Year's Eve celebrations. And Vegas does it big for everything for sure. And uh, right. yeah, as I said, New York is always going to be your tops there. Orlando's a big one for us too. A lot of theme park lovers out there that love to do things and yeah interesting on on dubai you know being a big one for your clients lately that's a lot of a lot of luxury out there in dubai and i know luxury is what you specialize <laughs> well, yeah, in. yeah I, I deal with luxury so you know my my clients definitely are are into the to the luxury lifestyle but i tell you when it comes to dubai dubai is has a lot of different activities a lot of different options out there i know it's a long flight so it's kind of a, a bucket list vacation for for people in the u.s but it 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 has everything you want and more for uh, for options uh if you're looking for excitement if you're looking for relaxation it has it there um this this zanzibar deal you know some people just like to relax in, by the indian ocean and that zanzibar is is has been a, a big push here for new year's and yet when to Ghana, I think Afrochella, a lot of my clients like it's a it's an event there in Accra, Ghana. And uh, a lot of clients go there for uh, um, to bring in New Year. So Afrochella is the event. I think they've changed it from Afrochella because of uh, it's so cl it's close to the other uh, cella. Uh, 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 the code. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, I think they've changed the name now. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. You were just in Ghana and I was loving your story posts on that. So definitely put that on your radars folks out there and obviously the christmas markets to a resurgence of that this year you know being far removed now from covid so good to see european river cruises thriving with some christmas market yes. stuff too so those are always trendy as well and on my bucket list for for one of these days but probably not until my kids get a little older because uh they would love to see that stuff too so but it's good. It's good. You can't talk holiday travel without mentioning, you know, Black Friday, Cyber Monday, Giving Tuesday on Travel Tuesday deals and everything. So what's your take on Black Friday deals as an advisor? Do you, do you use them? Do you try to market it a little bit or you just wait till somebody comes with you to one or you think it's more of a consumer play for the brand's sake? I think it's I think it's more of a consumer play. But I always tell, uh, especially travel advisor and my colleagues, to have your systems in place when it comes to this, because um, you're going to get even though it's a consumer play, people are still looking for a travel advisor's advice. So I suggest you 
if you're posting anything, especially during the holidays and a, lo a lot of travel planning for 2024 starts in the holidays. So you want to have your call to actions in place, especially uh, if you're doing any social media posts, you want to make sure that they click on your call to action. It will take you to a consultation or, uh, or, or a call or whatever you have for your call to action. Make sure that, that that's in place. Um, another thing I would suggest too, especially for the travel advisors out there, uh, a lot of travel advisors are kind of solopreneurs, so you're not going to be everywhere, you know, so you want to have your systems and processes in place just in case something does go wrong during the holidays. And I would suggest, you know, telling your, your clients well in advance to, you know, where you are, if your if your um, if your office is closed, who to call and in, in, uh, if there's an emergency. So like for us, we'll have, uh, you know, we'll have the uh the on location person so we'll have their exact number there so they can call just in case so they're not really relying on us especially if they're in dubai that's a nine hour time difference you can't yeah. call us in here so uh have those processes in place and just make sure that they um that they also download the app because it's going to be a delay it, it doesn't matter it's going to be a delay on flights or something like that just make sure they have that those apps together so they're not calling you all during the um, during the holidays and if they're and especially if you're closed that you have a you know alternative contact for them great advice indeed and yeah and on the black friday deal stuff there's some good ones in travel it's, i know i uh, was reading earlier scenic luxury cruises and emerald cruises they had like two for one fares you got hotels in the caribbean offering up to 70 percent off hotels in hawaii up to 40 percent off along with europe hotels up to 40 percent off tour operators do a lot of stuff too during this time they've got up to 50 percent off deals so a lot of different deals out there. We have a different um, spread around too on, on Travel Pulse and we'll send out uh, stuff in our newsletter as well on all these different Black Friday deals. If you're into that sort of stuff, you can hit us up and, and I'll guide you to those pieces too if you can't find them. But a, a lot to love on, on the deal side of things um, this type of year. And I think that's great advice, you know, uh, to advisors, to fellow ones out there just to, to be ready and, and have those systems in place. So any other uh, closing advice here or words you want to pass along to our travel listeners about holiday travel as we wrap up? Yeah, I would say, you know, on those, especially on those Black Friday deals, you know, I would suggest take advantage of those deals, especially when you see it on, on travel posts. I like to also, I like to take care of those, uh, take uh, uh, some of those uh, flight deals out there. So look at, look into that. It reminds me the history of Dubai, Dubai, if you know, if you really knew how Dubai grew, Dubai grew because of a, a kind of a, Black Friday deal that had a flight going to Dubai for, I think it was like $200. And so many people took advantage of it. And then that's where it kind of uh, Dubai kind of grew in popularity. So you definitely want to look out for those deals and some of those kind of glitches and cyber Mondays, you know, make sure you take care of cyber, cyber Mondays as well. Yeah. And some people like to, some brands should I say, I mean, like to wait you know, last minute of the several of them have been usually on the hotel side. You get a lot more of those released like earlier in November and stuff. But uh, it's only as we record this on Monday, November 20th, you know, there are some deals that will be dropped, you know, on the 22nd, on the 23rd of Thanksgiving. And some people even wait until they only do one day sales on on the actual Black Friday or, or wait to release something on actual Cyber Monday. So you got to be proactive. And if you're into that stuff or you you know that you have clients that really only like to book when there are deals, you know, take a look on Black Friday, Cyber Monday, see what you see, what you see, and you know, put some feelers out on those because there'll be new ones exactly. coming up. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. 
Well, man, this has been great. Thank you so much for joining and taking time out of your busy schedule to, to talk travel here. Any um, thing you want to plug as we wrap up your social medias? How can people get in touch with you if they want to learn more about luxury travel and all the things that you do? Well, thank you. Uh, you know, first of all, I want to thank you for this opportunity, Eric. It's been oh, great. Welcome, I know man. we saw each other at the Travi Awards, and I just want to say you did a great job emceeing up there on the stage. Thank uh, you. As, a, as a person up there, you were you were, you were spectacular. Uh, Showtime Travel, if you need to visit us, showtimetravel.com. Um, what we do is we design luxury vacations for busy professionals, so all they have to do is show up. Uh, if you really want to see some of our work or some of our clients' work, just visit Showtime Travel on YouTube. You can see uh, a variety of, of all our uh, travels around the world. You, Eric talked about Ghana. You'll see stuff about Ghana. You'll see a, a little bit about Dubai, Maldives, everything. And it's something not only me, but our clients. And you can also, you know, uh, look at me at on um, Instagram at Luxury Travel by Belvin. But I'm mostly on LinkedIn as well. So you can just look me up, Belvin Baldwin II. So just contact me, you know, if you have any questions, just DM me on any of those things and I will try to help. Excellent. Thanks, Belvin. I'm glad you mentioned your YouTube because if you weren't going to do it, I was going to do it for you. So good stuff okay, on, on the Showtime Travel <laughs> YouTube page there. So be sure to check that out as well if you like travel videos because it's good stuff there. So thanks again for joining, Belvin. I really appreciate it. All right. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So that's all the time we have for this week's show. We'll be talking about hotel industry check-in next week's episode. So thanks for listening. Have a great week, everyone, and happy Thanksgiving. <laughs>